Are you looking to add more excitement and intrigue to your Dungeons & Dragons games? Tired of those in-between moments of twiddling your thumbs waiting for your turn to come around again? Well, fret no more. The newly developed Simulacrum lockpicking game is here to make your game nights even more dynamic and enjoyable. The Simulacrum is a magnetic lockpicking puzzle game with 16 possible combinations and comes with 8 lockpicks that are double-sided. You insert a lockpick, then deduce the right combination through tactile and auditory feedback as the magnets are attracted and repelled across four locking pins. You aren't into Dungeons & Dragons? No problem! The Simulacrum can satisfy the adventurous minds of those who are just into lockpicking challenges in general. I have personally played with the Simulacrum and found it to be an awesome way to sharpen my problem-solving and lockpicking skills. The level of difficulty is perfect. This fantastic new product is now available from Temporal Travels and can be purchased at temporaltravels.etsy.com. That's T-E-M-P-O-R-A-L travels.etsy.com. Order one for yourself or a friend today. Hey everyone, welcome back to Holidays After Dark, the podcast that dissects the strange histories and unusual traditions behind the holidays we all know and love. I'm your host, Kristen. Valentine's Day is tomorrow, and regardless of how you choose to celebrate, or not celebrate for that matter, I hope you at least take a moment to show yourself some appreciation. Treat yourself to your favorite Starbucks drink, order in a delicious lunch, or make plans to go to the store the day after and stock up on some significantly discounted chocolate. Besides treating myself, I also like to do things like bring a sweet treat into work for my coworkers or buy a friend their favorite candy. After all, love and appreciation comes in all forms. Valentine's aside, I wanted to use this episode to explore a holiday I haven't yet talked about on the podcast. This year, the Lunar New Year began on February 10th. I'll admit, prior to my time living in LA, while I had heard of Lunar New Year, it wasn't something that I really knew a lot about. But, due to the lovely, diverse culture in LA, I was introduced to many traditions I previously hadn't been fortunate enough to be a part of. Getting to expand my knowledge and experience with other cultures was one of my favorite parts of living in one of the biggest cities in the nation, and it's something I miss dearly now that I'm back in the Midwest. At least for me, learning about holidays from around the world gives me a greater appreciation for the melting pot element of certain cities and indulging in an unfamiliar cuisine or attending previously unknown-to-you holiday celebrations can really make you feel like you took a journey to another country without leaving the city you live in. Although my knowledge and awareness of Lunar New Year has greatly expanded over the past handful of years, I wanted to really deep dive into the history of this holiday and, of course, find out if there are any elements that are a bit controversial or strangely unique. Let's explore the Lunar New Year. History.com, Lunar New Year is one of the most important celebrations of the year among East and Southeast Asian cultures, including Chinese, Vietnamese, and Korean communities. Unlike our one-day celebration on January 1st, the Lunar New Year is usually celebrated for multiple days. 
tied to the lunar calendar, the holiday began as a time for feasting and to honor household and heavenly deities, as well as one's ancestors. The new year typically begins with the first new moon that occurs between the end of January and spans the first 15 days of the first month of the lunar calendar until the full moon appears. Every year in the lunar calendar is represented by one of 12 zodiac animals included in the cycle of 12 stations or signs along the apparent path of the sun through the cosmos. The 12 zodiac animals are the rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, sheep, monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. In addition to the animals, five elements of earth, water, fire, wood, and metal are also mapped onto the traditional lunar calendar. Each year is associated with an animal that corresponds to an element. This year, 2024, is the year of the dragon, an animal that hasn't made an appearance since 2012. There are variations in how each culture celebrates the Lunar New Year, especially when it comes to food and traditions that symbolize prosperity, abundance, and togetherness. In preparation for these celebrations, houses are thoroughly cleaned to rid them of negative spirits, which might have collected during the old year. Cleaning is also meant to open space for goodwill and good luck. Some households hold rituals to offer food to ancestors. Others post red paper and banners inscribed with calligraphy messages of good health and fortune in front of and inside homes. Elders often give out envelopes containing money to children. Foods made from sticky rice are commonly eaten as they represent togetherness. In China, the New Year is thought to date back to the Shang Dynasty in the 14th century BC. Under Emperor Wu of Han, the tradition of carrying out rituals on the first day of the Chinese calendar began. As explained by Yang Chen, a scholar in Asian American studies, the holiday has ancient roots in China as an agricultural society. It was the occasion to celebrate the harvest and worship the gods and ask for good harvests in times to come. Beginning in 1949, under the rule of Chinese Communist Party leader Mao Zedong, the government outlawed celebration of the traditional Chinese New Year and instead followed the Gregorian calendar. But times changed, and by the end of the 20th century, Chinese leaders were more willing to accept the tradition. In 1996, China instituted a week-long vacation during the holiday, which is now called Spring Festival, giving people the opportunity to travel home and celebrate the occasion. Today, the holiday prompts major travel, as many people hit the roads or take public transportation to return home to be with family. In Chinese cultures, fish is typically included as a last course of a New Year's Eve meal for good luck. In the Chinese language, the pronunciation of fish is the same as that for the word surplus or abundance. New Year meals also feature foods like rice ball soup, moon-shaped rice cakes, and dumplings. Sometimes a coin is tucked inside of a dumpling for good luck. The pinnacle conclusion of the holiday is the Lantern Festival, which honors deceased ancestors. It aims to promote reconciliation, peace, and forgiveness, according to Britannica. This celebration marks the first full moon of the new lunar year and the end of this occasion. During the festival, houses are decorated with colorful lanterns, sometimes with riddles written on them. If the riddle is solved correctly, the winner earns a small gift. Other festivities include lion and dragon dances, parades, and fireworks.
A legend regarding the Lantern Festival's origins tells the tale of the Jade Emperor, who became angered at a town for killing his goose. He planned to destroy the town with fire, but he was stopped by a fairy who advised the people to light lanterns across the town on the appointed day of destruction. The Emperor, fooled by all the light, assumed the town was already engulfed in flames. Therefore, the town was spared, and in gratitude, the people continued to commemorate the event annually by carrying colorful lanterns throughout the town. Nothing like a wannabe arsonist inspiring a national holiday. On to Vietnam, some hallmark decorations for the Lunar New Year are kumquat trees, peach blossoms, chrysanthemums, and orchids. As in China, this is a very important holiday and people go to great lengths to be with loved ones during this time. This coming together usually culminates in a large meal in which families feast on five fruit platters to honor their ancestors. The celebrations can also include a rice cake made with mung beans, pork, and other ingredients wrapped in bamboo leaves. Sweet treats made from dried fruits or roasted seeds mixed with sugar are also common. In Korea, official Lunar New Year celebrations were actually halted from 1910 to 1945. This was when the Empire of Japan annexed Korea and ruled it as a colony until the end of World War II. Celebrations were officially revived in 1989, although many families had already begun observing the lunar holiday. North Korea began celebrating the Lunar New Year according to the lunar calendar in 2003. Before then, New Year's was officially only observed on January 1st. North Koreans are also encouraged to visit statues of founder Kim Il-sung and his son Kim Jong-il during the holidays and give an offering of flowers. Among both North and South Koreans, sliced rice cake soup is prepared to mark this holiday. The clear broth and white rice cakes are believed to symbolize starting the year with a clean mind and body. Rather than giving money in red envelopes, as in China and Vietnam, elders give New Year's money in white and patterned envelopes. Typically, families gather from all over Korea at the house of their oldest male relative to pay their respects to both ancestors and elders. Like most other holidays, the Lunar New Year has, of course, become more widely recognized but also more commercialized as time has gone on. It's not uncommon this time of year to see major brands, including very high-end ones, selling Lunar New Year-themed merchandise. According to an article by NBC News, in past years, some of these items have faced boycotts from Asian consumers, as the motive behind these marketing campaigns is sometimes questioned. Are these important customs being co-opted and whitewashed, or will mainstream recognition bring about meaningful social change? The commodification of Lunar New Year by Western brands began in the early 1990s when China grew into an economic powerhouse with an emergent middle class who saw opulence as a status symbol, according to the director of the Asia-Pacific Center at UCLA. This evolution is similar to the commercialization of days like Christmas and Thanksgiving, which are now largely centered around shopping. Today, China is the most important market for high-end Western retailers. 
In fact, in 2018, Chinese shoppers bought one-third of the world's luxury goods, and as of 2021, the country was on track to become the world's largest apparel market by the end of the decade. According to the Chinese Commerce Ministry, this spending increases dramatically during the week-long Lunar New Year break. In the U.S. and U.K., releases of Lunar New Year luxury products rose by 75% from 2019 to 2020. But the aggressive courting of Chinese shoppers by U.S. retailers can distort how some people see Asian Americans by reinforcing the model minority myth. It can bolster the stereotype that all Asians are successful, wealthy, and materialistic when this doesn't accurately reflect the financial status of many Asian populations overseas. Additionally, the China-centric aesthetics of Lunar New Year collections featuring things like zodiac animals and Chinese celebrities and ads overlooks many other ethnic groups that also celebrate the holiday, such as those from Singapore, Vietnam, and Korea. When big-name brands monetize ethnic traditions, they risk misinterpreting the cultural practices that make the events distinct and emotionally resonant, says the co-founder of the Museum of Chinese in America, Jack Chen. While exchanging gifts is a cherished Lunar New Year ritual, an ever-growing pool of luxury collections can erode the purpose of the holiday, which has little to do with acquiring clothes and jewelry. The focus of this holiday should be on friends and family getting together, eating a good meal, and being mindful of one's ancestors, not on material goods. Chen then goes on to make an interesting comparison between Christmas and the Lunar New Year, saying, Should commercial culture overtake deep traditions, the festival could come to resemble Christmas, a holiday that has been so thoroughly commodified that its original religious significance has now largely been lost on the masses. Once you cut through all of this, there is also a brighter side to the commodification of Lunar New Year. It has boosted mainstream Asian representation and general awareness of Asian culture while pushing corporations to re-examine their biases. Just like most other holidays, Lunar New Year is complex, fascinating, and more than worthy of becoming further integrated and celebrated by people from all walks of life. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to recognize this significant day and share it with all of you. If you have any interesting holiday-related stories, fun facts, or general input about the show you'd like to share with me, send an email to kristen at holidaysafterdark.com, direct message at Holidays Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, or find Holidays After Dark on Facebook. If you'd like a Holidays After Dark sticker, hit me up and I'll drop one in the mail just for you. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss your dose of holiday darkness. A rate or review would also be greatly appreciated and helps spread the word about the show. Thank you to my sister Ashley for editing and producing the podcast. For today's Holidays After Dark advice column, I want to leave you with some encouragement to get out and explore a culture's holidays, celebrations, and even food you may be unfamiliar with. Attend a Lunar New Year festival or pay a visit to an area in your city such as Chinatown. Los Angeles, for example, has a fantastic Chinatown, and by paying a visit, you can simultaneously support small businesses, learn new things, and eat some incredible authentic food that you can't get anywhere else. LA's Chinatown even has things like specialty grocery stores, art galleries, and bakeries to try. While staying in our comfort zones is often easier or feels safer, I know I have never once regretted stepping outside of that zone and trying a new experience. 
In fact, oftentimes I have found that experiences that result from pushing myself to try something different are often the times I look back on most fondly in my life. May good luck and fortune fall upon you in this Lunar New Year. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. In today's challenging world, it's very easy to start feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed. If you're experiencing any of these feelings, BetterHelp is here for you. They offer licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you're matched with a therapist in as little as 48 hours. You can also request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. Join the 3 million-plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Holidays After Dark. That's BetterHelp.com slash Holidays After Dark.